Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Today, because of the fact that it's Independence Day coming up, 4th of July, hopefully you all have some good plans and are getting out there a little bit, I wanted to talk about our teens' need for independence and not just understanding their need for independence, but actually celebrating their need for independence and their push for independence. And teens need for independence. This is, this is actually their job. One of their, one of their jobs as an adolescent is to establish autonomy. And we want them to establish autonomy. Good morning, Jamie Sue. Nice to see you. We want them to establish autonomy. Otherwise, they're never going to leave the house. So it's really important that we understand why they are fighting for their independence. But this fight for independence is a catalyst for a lot of conflict when kids are in their teens. It's a catalyst for so much frustration for us parents because we perceive this push for independence often as disrespect, as defiance, as shutting us out. And we get hurt, we get frustrated, we get angry with them. But when we then try to reconnect with our teens and we try to regain some of that control that we've lost, our teens are then perceiving it as being controlling, feeling oppressed, and they just push back further. And then we get in this vicious cycle of them trying to create some space and us trying to close up that space because we don't want to lose our kids. And we get worried when they hide up in their rooms. We don't know what they're doing up there. And we get angry that they'd rather spend time with their friends. But thanks, JSF, yes. Um, they get angry because we don't want them to spend as much time with their peers. And they want to spend all their time with their peers. And now that they're stuck at home all the time, um, talk about not a great situation for a teenager. Not only do they want to be out there, now they're stuck at home with their parents every day, all day long. So they're fighting it. And we want them to come downstairs. We want them to have a decent sleeping schedule so they're awake while we're awake. But they're actually sleeping. I think one of the reasons that they're going to bed so late is because we're asleep. And that's their time to be free of us. And... I want to talk about some ways to actually adjust to this independence because again, it is their job to establish autonomy. And when we resist it, we're just making their job harder and making them have to fight us harder. So one of the first things I want to talk about is just recognizing this need, understanding this is what they have to do. They need to become self-sufficient. And they're also establishing their self-identity separate from us. 
this is why pretty much anything we say tell them to do like my favorite is my daughter will be come down and say so mom what what should i pick like i like these shirts what color shirt should i pick and i'll be like oh i really like the purple one and she'll go oh i'm gonna do the orange one i'm like okay i could be hurt by that and sometimes i am i'm like wait why'd you ask my opinion but really she's establishing herself separate from me and so a lot of times if i had said the orange one she probably would have wanted the purple one it's just their way of saying you no longer define who i am i'm defining who i am so we need to understand that we need to let them have that space the other thing is to empathize with them especially right now for their lack of freedom we're celebrating our country's freedom well they have no freedom at all right now they're stuck at home and they don't want to be and so realizing and saying yeah i get it this sucks and i understand how much this is stinks for you because you really want to spend time with your friends so let's figure out how you can have more connections with your friends and spend more time maybe there's ways that we can create have them all over and create the social distancing party where you're all separated but at least you can talk with one another because they need that one-on-one -on -one connection and they need to have time on their devices as hard as that is that's their way of connecting so we need to give them that time to connect another one and this is a hard one too is to give them space it may be difficult when you're all in the same house and there may be not a lot of room to give them space but maybe designate a space that's theirs or understand that when their door is shut give them respect that give them some space away i i wanted to pull up one of my cats um i i like cats but i also work with teens and they're very much alike so it makes sense but i always liken this to our cats so when i go to pick up my cat he immediately will jump out of my arms and it's like no i don't want to cuddle with you right now or if i call him he may meander over probably not but when i'm sitting there quietly on my chair he will come up snuggle on my lap and won't move until i kick him off and this is very much how teens act as well when we chase them down chances are they're going to run away from us and push us away. But if we just sit there, let them come to us and invite them when they come to us and just don't make a big deal out of it. Don't be like, oh my God, you're talking to me, which sometimes you feel like, like, oh, what? if you just, great, they're here. Like do something they like, do a puzzle, do something that they might want to come to do. And if they come and do it, recognize and be like, hey, it's great to see you. And maybe have some conversation and let them come to you. So when we're there for them they're gonna want to spend that time with us when we make it an enjoyable time and a, a little secret is they actually want to spend time with you i'm going to stress this a lot because i don't think a lot of parents believe it but the teens actually want to spend time with their parents i've yet to meet a teen that hasn't said told me that but they want a better relationship with their parents they want a relationship where they can talk, where they can share their ideas, and it is a conversation. It is not a lecture. It is not a criticism. It's just a conversation. So they really want that with you. 
So give them that opportunity to have it, but when they don't, give them the space to have their own time. And as I said again, encourage their peer interactions. Find ways for them to interact with their peers right now and moving forward, but recognize how important it is because this is how they are determining their own identity. They're try it's like trying on different hats. They're gonna make friends with a lot of different people. They're gonna try a lot of different groups and they're trying on different personalities to see what fits for them. So make be confusing to us because we never know exactly who's gonna walk down the stairs the next from their bedroom the next morning because they may be totally different than they were yesterday, dressed differently, acting differently. Their friends may have changed. We gotta kind of just go with it, accept it, understand it, and let them try this on and figure it out. Another trick that I love using, and I, I stumbled on this, and it works, seems to work really well, is when we want to give them advice, and we need to. I'm not saying teens make great decisions. They make a lot of not great decisions. So we wanna give them advice. We wanna help them and guide them. Instead of just telling them what to do, go put on your jacket, it's cold outside. Make sure you're doing your homework right now. Take out the garbage right now. You're not doing this right. When we do this, this threatens the very core of their need to feel competent and to establish self-sufficiency. Because now we're questioning their ability to do it. So what I like to do instead is ask permission to tell them something. So I'll say, hey, I have, I have an idea of how that might make it, how that might become easier or I've done this before and it took me a while to figure this out but I know this really cool way that that might work. Do you want to know it? Do you want me to share it with you? When we ask permission, we give their teens the choice to hear it. Choices are really important to teens. Choices are important to all of us. But when we give them the choice to hear it, either they say yes and now they've invited us we have this unwritten agreement that they're gonna listen. They still may not do what we said, but they at least have agreed to listen to it without rolling their eyes. Or they may say no. And if they say no, don't tell them. You know why we don't tell them? Because they weren't gonna listen anyway. They were just gonna tune us, tune us out. So why? tell them and get them angry and frustrated and us angry and frustrated. If they say no, let them know they have the choice to say no. And then the next time you say, hey, I have an idea, they actually know I have a choice to hear this or not. And they're stuck and they're going to start actually saying, yeah, let me hear it because they know that's their option and you're not going to force it on them. The final thing I want to talk about today about enabling them to build their autonomy and to find their independence. And this is a hard, probably the hardest one of all, I know it is for me, is to let them fail. Give them this gift of learning how to make mistakes and recover from mistakes. To learn how to learn from their failures to help them reach and get closer to success. And the chance to have this failure without the fear of repercussions is really essential. 
So we need to step back and we may need to keep our mouth shut. And I'm not saying do this if it's life threatening, but if it's not life threatening, let them deal with the consequences of their failures rather than trying to protect them and prevent them from failing. This is tough, but I'm going to repeat this. It is one of the biggest gifts we can give our teens. I'm going to end with a story I just heard from Kevin Hart. Love this man. He's so funny. And he did a podcast with Oprah, his masterclass podcast. And he was telling this story about when he was younger, he had to go to a babysitter. So he's like 14 years old. He told everyone it was his grandmother because he was embarrassed that he was going to a babysitter. But they would hide behind cars and throw rocks at the cars driving by in their neighborhood. So people knew who they were, but they were throwing rocks. And of course, the one time he throws it, it goes through the guy's window, cracks his window. The guy stops and is like, I'm finding out who this kid is. All of his friends immediately threw poor Kevin under the bus. And was like, it was Kevin. Kevin threw it. Kevin threw it. And his babysitter found out. And Kevin was mortified. He was like, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. And the babysitter came up and he said, she said, did you throw that rock? And he said, I did. I threw that rock. And instead of yelling at him, she said, well, you do good by me. What made you make such a stupid choice and choose that behavior? And he was like, I don't know. And we get frustrated with the I don't know answer, but I will tell you, most kids, they don't know. They were just compelled to do it. Their friends were doing it. There was a reason to do it. And she goes, well, I'm going to have to decide on whether I'm going to tell your mom or not. And Kevin talks about how he just sat there the whole day, terrified that she was going to tell his mom. You know what? She never told his mom. And not only did she never tell his mom, she never brought it up again. And Kevin said from that day, it was like she gave him a wink of, I got your back. I'm going to trust you because I know that you will now trust me and that trust is going to build on each other. And because of that, Kevin was like, I'm not going to do this again because I want, I don't want you to think that you made a mistake with me. I don't want you to think that you made the wrong choice by not saying anything. And you gave me trust, and now I want to make sure I earn that trust. He made a huge mistake. She focused on the fact that it was a behavior that he did. He wasn't a flawed kid. He wasn't a bad kid. He made a really bad choice. Then she gave him the, the space and the freedom to learn from that rather than coming down hard on him at that time. So go out, enjoy the 4th of July, and just as you do that, I want you to think a little bit about your kids' own independence and how they are trying to fight for their own freedom and how we can support that rather than fight against it. I'm going to come back on Monday at 9.30 again, and we'll talk about something new. I was going to say what I was going to talk about, but I actually get up in the morning and think, hey, I want to talk about this. So I don't even know what I'm going to talk about on on Monday, but I will be here and talking. And in the meantime, I have a free guide called Five Parenting Secrets to Calm the Chaos Today. It's five of my favorite little tips. You can get it. You can download it. If you go to askdrcam.com, that's D-R-C-A-M.com, 
there's a link to it right up there to download and you can go grab that or you can send me a question if you have something you want me to talk about or address please send me a question and i will happily address it have a wonderful fourth of july and that's a wrap thanks for joining me today on parenting teens with dr cam make sure to visit my website www.askdrcam.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.